This podcast is brought to you thanks to the generous support of GameMinder. Download GameMinder for free and never miss a video game release date again. GameMinder currently tracks games for all consoles, PC, and mobile games. Download it for free today at GameMinder.com or on the Apple App Store. And now GameMinder is also available on the Android Marketplace as well. It's time for the show. You really knew how to pull <laughs> weird ones out of just that. That was really. That, I don't pull them, man. People submit them. I mean, that was. Uh, can you can you sing? No, not at all. Was that you singing? No. <laughs> we are getting a late start in the podcast. Oh, I should say we have Karen here today. What's up, uh, guys? Gavin, I'm Gavin. Gavin and Joel. You're Joel, right? Yes. What were we saying? Uh, that's a good question. I was asking you where the beer was. You usually have like Corona or something in here, and we got nothing. Um. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is I'm kind of some days I actually work. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes you might want to wait till it's PM or instead of AM. I really wish no. I hadn't worded no. it that no. <laughs> right. uh, Yeah, we, we don't want to have any beer in here this week because then Carol's open it with her teeth again. <laughs> That's a good point. People really latched onto that. Apparently. I the most think... disturbing thing about. I wasn't on the podcast. The most disturbing thing about the video is that it's just dead silent. It's just like. <laughs> there's, there's no like clunk or anything. It just slips off. No, not at all. Do you have any fillings? Nope. Just you know special I mean? well, maybe, that, maybe that's why. Yeah, I have fillings. But, but that's only like well, foil. Well, you use like the, t- you use think, like the I corner. Think, I don't think the, the bottle cap will. I, 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 I don't know, that's but that's gonna, the thing. I can't get, I can't get past it, right? That's going to chip your teeth. Yeah, that you're you're going to fuck your teeth up. Well, I haven't yet, so. How long have you been doing <laughs> that's it? That's the spirit. <laughs> exactly. Don't stop until you get hurt. Have you ever had a, have you ever had a tooth pulled? In my whole life, yes. yes. No, in your a partial life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I thought you meant maybe because of the. Are you alien? What's happening? <laughs> no, there is no kind of special. Do you, you have know, a teeth you, arrangement you have that allows me to pulled. do that? T- did I tell you that? Like tooth pulled? Yes. I have a problem with her name. It, have you ever had a tooth pulled, Joel? What happened? What did you say again? Oh, wait, what? I have a problem with her name. I had to rename her to suit my. Who? Because, because people can't see when you point. People can't hear when you point. You fucking idiot. Say it, Kara. Yeah, but the thing is, I like to say Kara. I have to kind of like talk in a funny American accent. Like the way I'd say how it's spelled would be Kara. Okay, well that's then not say your Kara. What well, I want it because it doesn't doesn't well, sound right. You're becoming so, self-aware of the way you talk. So, yeah. so, so the way you talk doesn't sound right. Well, oh. so for me to say Kara, it sounds like I'm doing an American accent to me, which is annoying. So I renamed her Dave. I, re- I rename you. I'll go with that. <laughs> that that's stupid. So how do, you, how do you say carry? carry? Like, you want to carry something. Oh, carry. Carry. Yeah. How do you say carry the employee? Carry. Because it's with an E. Could you say Kara? Like, Ca- carry you- with a A yeah. at the end well, of the no, There's no E in her name. Yeah, Just but it's, more, it's closer to Kara than... Like, say care. Like, I care Cara. about you. I care about you. Okay. Just drop the bout. Kara. Care about. No, that works. I still, I still prefer Dave. I'm sorry, I still prefer Dave. What is your deal with renaming things? Didn't you rename your cat? I rename a cat. And don't I you rename my sister as well. Didn't you also want to? Didn't you pay to rename your brother? I. <laughs> what? 
I really my brother and I wanted to pay for him to legally change his name because I thought it would annoy my parents. So what is your problem? Why do you have to rename everything? Uh, I just like stuff to suit me. My, my, my sister named my cat Lexi and I thought that sucked. So I just renamed it Lloyd. It's Lloyd the cat now. Mm-hmm. And, ev- and everyone calls it Lloyd and she's really mad about that. And it's but a the female. Cat, it's, the day, it's a female cat called Lloyd. Yeah. It's right. not going to come. No matter what you, no matter what name you use, it's not going. It's mm-hmm. not going to do what you want it to do. So, I mean, what, 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 why does anyone name a cat anyway? Right. I mean, what, history, what? has there ever been a cat in the history of the world no. that responds to its name in any way whatsoever? No. You're I not have... a cat, Kara. <laughs> <laughs> You're a person. I have a cat. And you respond to Dave, apparently. <laughs> no, I do not respond to Dave. I will never respond. She to gets that. so bad when I call her Dave. Gavin responds to asshole, though. Apparently. Oh. So we'll see. Gavin responds if you kick him in the asshole too. I found that out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Are you scarred from your trip to Japan? No. It was a good trip. Yeah. Yeah. Any? No. You didn't acquire any weird Japanese diseases or anything like that. I, not that I'm aware of. But you know, some, sometimes they take a long time. To Do you have incubate. any more trips coming up anytime soon, Mister World Traveler? I will be attending RVBTO. Oh, that's. What is that? In, not this coming weekend, but next weekend. What's is that? it? Yeah. I thought it was in August. Oh, yeah. That no, is, yeah. Like, that is, uh, oh, Jesus. It's like two weeks. This year Gavin is going pretty time fast. so well. It's like August 2nd and 3rd, I think. Is that a fun one? I've never been to it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's the last RVBTO this year. Who's going? Uh, I don't know. Mm. Some people. Some people. People keep asking me who's Some going. I don't know. Uh, I, think, uh, I think Bernie's going up there for a little while, and I believe Barbara maybe as well. Beyond that, I'm not sure. Maybe special guests. Oh, interesting. Um, so we all went and did something cool last week. We saw um, The Dark Knight on Thursday. Yes. Uh, Thursday night before it came out. Uh, what did you guys think of the movie? Are we spoiling this? No, we, no spoilers. I thought it was okay. I yeah. didn't think it was good as The Dark Knight, the second one. I agree with that. Uh, it was good. I liked Kara it. took notes throughout <laughs> the movie. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you're here, actually. <laughs> this, Why did you take notes? No. I, I don't want to see a movie with anyone I know. I don't want to see a movie with anyone ever. I sat next to her in this movie. She was gassing in my ear the entire movie. No, like, I was not. She wasn't wearing that necklace just now. And then she was like writing it down. And I was just, I was just sitting there. So like, she was taking oh. notes during the movie about things she, she was, perceived well, as inaccuracies. Yeah. yeah. We, you know what's funny is that we went and saw it at the Alamo. And that place normally is like if you go see it you know, with the public, they put a big you yeah. know, thing at the beginning where it's like, do not talk, do not talk. And they're really very serious about it. And um, we, with another company, actually rented out the theater. Yeah, so, so no we noticed, yeah, when, when you do that, apparently you are allowed to talk, I guess, because you rented out the theater. So we never got that warning message. Yeah. And so it's like... Um, well, we got the no, no tweeting, no Facebooking, that whole No, we didn't, we didn't get message. that. Oh, I got that message. As soon as like, you walked into the theater. You did? He's talking about yeah. something on the screen. Oh, just kidding. What, 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 what message do you think? What, what are we talking about? Uh, so, so we had <laughs> Kara taking notes. And Kara disappeared at one point during the movie. Yeah, I walked out to go to the bathroom. Like half an hour and she was like out there what? chatting with people in the hallway. I, I like to talk. I, was, I, mean, I made new friends. <laughs> you couldn't you talk to people responding to you in the theater, so you went outside to talk to people? I, ha- I had to get it out somehow. We are seeing exactly. one of the most anticipated movies of the entire year, a day before it's coming out. And then you're just like, I'm going to go chat to some dudes out That's in the That's not what I that's not that was not my original plan no <laughs> and someone else in the theater was texting you yeah someone else one of our, one, another one of our employees was texting you what they thought about the movie in real time no, as you're watching the fucking movie I will never get my phone out of my pocket and look at it no because you're an I, asshole I if you take your well, phone it's out it's annoying to everybody else around you see, that's see not, that, that is not as annoying to me as people talking no. if you're someone in front of you has a cell phone, it's totally annoying because yeah, the, the light distracts you. It just yeah. takes you out of the movie, even if it's for five seconds. It's like, God damn it, I'm watching the damn... What if anyway. the movie's about cell phones? <laughs> <laughs> 
So I, my phone is going off in my pocket, vibrating over and over who, again. Who like, was it? Are we allowed to say who was it? Was it, was, it, was it Kara? No. <laughs> it was Kathleen. Maybe we can cut that. And it's going off over and over again. I was like, who the- yeah, she's in there. She was like sitting right behind you, I think. She, right? was, she was in front by a couple of rows. And then uh, <laughs> I went out, the, the movie ended. <laughs> the movie ended, and I was furious at this point because I had like just people talking everywhere. And everyone was like, Well, you, you turned your phone off too, you know. I could have done. I could have done. That's what you supposed done. to do. Who, who, who turns their phone off ever? Anyway, so everyone like does the American thing where the movie ends and for some reason you clap. There's no point. There's no one in there who made the movie. Don't bother clapping. Do people clap? Yeah, people clap people at clap. the end of that movie. And I, I didn't clap. I just got up. That's like a tree in the forest <laughs> argument right there. I don't know. There's, there's not anyone on the movie. I, you I, don't know. There could have been somebody who's on the movie. No, there's no one there, Joel. You don't know. Nobody worked on the movie was there. I got up, stood up, just looked straight ahead and just turned and just walked straight out while everyone was still there clapping. Well, aren't you respectful? No, it wasn't. And it was, it was fury. It was, <laughs> I was fuming. And then I took my phone out of my pocket. Kathleen's texted me about seven times, being like, one of them was a picture of Tom Hardy saying, This is Bane. This is Bane. It's really hot. And then the other one was like, Oh, uh, yeah, I'd be pissed. But it was basically spoilers from the movie. Like, yeah, not yeah, really. that, that, it was like, it was like predictions. It was like, I bet this is going to happen. Oh, this is going to happen, isn't it? Okay, well then my note-taking isn't that that's, bad. That's, At least I wasn't That is pretty bad. It was pretty, that's, pretty, that's pretty bad. bad. I mean, if, 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 if the movie sucks and it's terrible or whatever and you hate the person, then, then it's okay to send them text messages. Then it's funny. because yeah, we're making fun of the dumb movie. Right. That was, not, that was a good movie. It, was, it wasn't It was a good movie. It wasn't bad enough to be sent in text. Yeah. Or, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree with the sentiment. I think I like The Dark Knight more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like this movie was kind of like Batman Begins where it's just mm-hmm. too long. And that Batman I Begins, that like, the day. ending really dragged you out, know, I thought. Everything mm-hmm. is context. And before that movie, like, Jack and I were having, like, long conversations about what we thought the movie was going to be about. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, looking at a lot of speculation or whatever. And I bought into his speculation <laughs> as to what we thought the movie was going to be about. That's so I was one. going from a different mind frame. So that made the movie way more entertaining. Hmm. But that's how it always is, right? And like, whatever really hot. Yeah. You can't she argue did. with that. Let me ask you something about Bane. Okay. Is did you understand a, a word that he said? I feel the like movie? they eased up on his voice filter. Like when I went and I saw Ghost mm-hmm. Protocol at the IMAX uh, <laughs> back in December, at the beginning of the movie, they showed that whole opening plane sequence from uh, The Dark Knight Rises. Uh-huh. In, when I saw that, I could not understand a fucking I word Bane said. I understand a word he like, Now, now they, I feel like they pulled back a little bit and they, they eased up on that filter. And it was I could understand him now. The screening like, we had Batman was kind of harsh. It was sound. strange because it was sort of like when you go to Batman, it's going to like start and then you're going to see the Batman symbol. And then there's going to be like a slow drum beat. And then the drum beat is basically going to play for the next three hours. <laughs> except for it's going to slowly accelerate during the movie. So by the end, it'll be like dun 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 dun. And then. Over that, you're going to hear Bane trying to talk, and you're not going to be able to understand what he's saying. And then there's a scene in the movie, because he's got like the, the, the face mask thing, yeah, yeah. and then there's a scene in the movie where he's talking to the face mask thing, can't understand what he's saying, and then he goes to like a microphone. They put the microphone <laughs> yeah. over the face mask, <laughs> so he's got like two filters there. And I was waiting like, for like what? another guy to put like a speaker in front of the microphone. Yeah. And, like, it's like, I can't understand a word this guy's saying, let's have him yell at 5,000 people through a megaphone. No, I mean, they really should just cut to, like, scenes of people in the audience being like, I don't know what he's fucking saying. 
It'd be funny to try to get people's reaction, like have Bane say, you know, deliver dialogue on on screen, and then try to people be like, "What did he just say?" I don't understand what he said. He said, "What what just happened in this scene?" That also made the movie a lot more open to interpretation. And again, the movie I saw was probably a lot better than the movie you saw. In the movie's defense, it made Batman a hell of a lot more understandable. I was like, "I've got no problem understanding Batman." It was just like you forgot about all that. Yeah, like totally. His voice reminded me of someone doing an impression of a dog. Like, you know, when someone, like, talks like a dog and it's like, it will be very painful for you. How did that go? I do an impression of a dog talking. What what you do do it? It? I just did it. I, I, no. I, I got to hear it again. I got to hear it again. <laughs> what, what kind of dog is that? Yeah, what... what? I, I'm oh, what, what did you say? I didn't even understand it. That was that was his uh, where he was talking about what would happen if his mask would come off. Say it again. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got it recorded. We'll just play it on the loop. Yeah. It just sounded like kind of like woofy. Woofy. What does like, that sound like? Sorry. <laughs> right. My question about Bane is this. Remember all those old, really crap Batman movies. Yeah, is Bane? Is that the same guy as the guy who's like pumped with all the yeah. the venom? You know, stuff? it's yeah. funny. Somebody on Facebook, Flash, actually forwarded like a uh, video article from the DVD uh, extras section of one of those old movies, and they were talking about like sort of what everyone else thought of Bane, and then they went to cut to Joel Schumacher, who was talking about Bane. And it was like Joel Schumacher was coming from a completely different like. Place where basically, like, well, Bane is just the muscle, mm-hmm. and he's really dumb, and well, that's, that's what he, he was in that other movie. He was just a henchman guy, wasn't right. it? But in this, he's like a, a he's a monster. I'm not a big comic book guy, but, the, but from what I understand, he's supposed to be incredibly smart. Oh, so they just dumbed him for the other movie. Yeah, the other movie was movie. like, to- was, I mean, Joel Schumacher. Uh, with, uh, it's amazing. Those George old, Clooney. Those old Batman movies, they do not age well. <laughs> they're just so they are, colorful. They are they're very, annoyingly, like, yeah, yeah, pink and green and like, blue, and it's... Yeah. Yeah. Even at the time, I think people thought they were terrible. Yeah, I think people liked the first so. one. They liked the the, the 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 Tim Burton one. Yeah, well, well, it's a weird thing where it's like I'm gonna do a Batman movie. I'm gonna make it whimsical. It's like yeah. no, don't make a Batman movie whimsical. That's not what it, it's about. It's about it's not a Disney. Movie. It's, it's, no, it's a comic book movie. I think people were just trying to figure out how to make comic book movies at that point. I, I guess so. And there, that's a thing that has to be talked about because there's definitely a fine line between. I think you have to respect the comics to some extent, but mm-hmm. the, the, someone who we know who was really into comics was talking about how he thought I'm not sure I can get into this but thought one of the other characters was going to be something else mm-hmm. which would have oh, been more interesting see, yeah, referring yeah. to the comics right? and um, thought it was sort of dumbed down boo Jack just walked in boo, <laughs> boo. alright Jack you get your right. spot ja- Jack is going to tag out with Kara thank you for joining us Kara I'm glad right, we got a chance guys. to put you taking notes in the movie Bye, you guys, guys have to high five now tag out now you have to oh, smack each other. Wow, that's pretty good. Cool. Yeah. 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 Thanks, so, Kara. <laughs> she, like, she gritted her teeth, though, when she did it. Now you guys have to smack butts. So we're talking mm-hmm. about The Dark Knight Rises, but in a non-spoiler fashion. That's difficult. I think we've done a pretty good... Yeah, we've been pretty good. Yeah, okay, so... There definitely needs to be a fine line between respecting the comics and... Making it accessible. So, what is the consensus on the movie so far? I think we all agreed that it was good, but The Dark Knight was better. Okay. Yeah. Do we all agree that it was about forty-five minutes too long? Yes. Okay. Well, they're, they're all forty-five minutes. Too long. I think this movie was like what two I, hours, forty-five minutes yeah, long. It was really it was long. That didn't, that didn't bother me. Yeah. Just because anything that sort of changes up the formula a little bit, I'm fine with, and it just gave it a different sort of pacing or whatever. Which mm. that that was that's fine. Anything that's different, I. 
like. What, what, one of my problems I had with the movie that uh, I don't think it's too spoilerific is that uh, there's not enough Batman in it. Like, it seems like, like Batman's it, gone for a long time. It actually did feel that when he was towards the later parts of the movie. There yeah. was a lot of stuff going on. It cuts, like, jump cuts straight to Batman. I was like, oh, it was <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there he is. This Hello. is killing me that we can't talk about stuff. Yeah. We, well, should, we, we should do we a spoiler talking about night. last night. There, there was a, we were texting each other about, oh, we, we should do a spoiler yeah, thing spoiler we talk cast. about thing. Yeah. Uh, we, we're all chomping at the bit to do that. Yeah. I think Bernie wanted to be included, but yeah. uh, he sent me a text uh, at eleven o'clock, saying, "Hey, I can't make it to the podcast." So, oh, okay. And we were talking, we were talking about two choices: Batman and Breaking Bad. Well, see, okay, and I argue and I, Breaking Bad. I agree with you. Okay, because I, most people have not seen Batman yet. No, probably, and it's going to take some while to digest it. Where one hundred sixty million dollars worth of people saw Batman wow. already, but still, you know, still like a lot of people may not have seen it, or maybe they want to see it twice or whatever. Yeah, have but it's seen, like Breaking uh, Bad is you're still. In it, you know, yeah, where, yeah. because now you can speculate on yeah. what's going on. Uh, see, I, w- I want to talk about Breaking Bad like this week, like what happened, what already happened in this, this previous episode, so we can talk about what happened this week, and then be like, okay, what do you think's going to happen next week? Yeah, the longer you wait, yeah. the more. Jack had a good idea up. for how to do it. Uh, yeah. Maybe we'll do that uh, with an upcoming episode. There's still, you know, several episodes Did left. There's only uh, six episodes left. I say that, s- six, several. Well, Actually, uh, I said several. Yeah, well, but still, that, that, several. <laughs> there are whole several season. episodes left. I am in no mood for shit today, so like, I already went over this. So, like, Man. a couple episodes. <laughs> have you seen Breaking Batman? Breaking Batman? I have Batman. not seen Breaking Batman. You missed Batman. Gavin talking Sorry, in a man. dog's voice. Go ahead, talk in a dog's voice. You're going to have to re-listen to... <laughs> Gavin talking <laughs> in a... <laughs> so, like... <laughs> say it! No, go ahead, go ahead. Say something. No, it's just that kind of style of noise. You can say something. No, no, you, no, say, no you say something. I want to hear you talk to it. Your dog voice is amazing. You should have been on time to the podcast. I was finishing up my work. Good work, huh? I, I finished up what I was doing, and then I joined the podcast. Yeah. You walked out of the room, and Jeff was like, God damn it, I needed him to film something. And you're like, nope, peace out, and walked away. No, you could have filmed something and helped Jeff out, but no. Day. Were you going to film something problem? about just, a dog that no. needs a voiceover? Oh, you you, should, do, thing that you should do a Let's Play in Minecraft just using your dog's voice. <laughs> <laughs> and you should get a skin. Are there any skins that make you look like a dog? You can be what There's was a Banjo cat. from Banjo. You, you and Michael did a video. What the what the hell was that video? Oh, Slender Man? Slender, that, oh, was Slender funny, that was a funny video. That was really and funny. And you assholes won't finish the game. <laughs> it's a scary game. It's a scary game. Would you, okay. Okay. Would you we, okay, next time we do that, we need to film Gavin play. Because Gavin you? was all over that room. He was bouncing around. It was, it was scaring the absolute guff at me. Would you sit in a what dark room? How much guff do you have in you? Would you, sti- would you sit in a dark room alone, knowing that there was nobody within a mile of you? At night, playing that game. Did you? Were you all playing in a dark room? No, and it was still scary. That's my point. <laughs> well, we should absolutely do that now and film it. Probably. Do you get scared of stuff? I figured we'll, we'll black it out. We'll put a night vision camera on your face. I would get. I, I generally have gotten scared of stuff. Yes, no. I can generally scared get scared of stuff. Can we? Is there any way we can? You should make yourself scared of stuff because no. it's more interesting. It's unpleasant. Is there no, any it's, way? It's, is there any way we can set up a computer in the annex and just darken everything? Yeah, and so all you're doing is sitting there in the room the by annex yourself. Is scarier when it's lit. No. The, no. So, have you like, seen the annex? That's the scariest looking. <laughs> did did you see the photo ever. that Chris tweeted yesterday? We had a we, <laughs> Brandon and I were trying to figure it out like how we're going to we're gonna, how we're gonna hang lights up on the the, oh, the yeah. rafters. Uh-huh. So we had to uh, get on the on the scissor lift up. You know, we went up what like twenty feet in the air or something. So and then we got a, a C clamp and put it on the rafter. And we thought, well, we need to put some weight on it. So we got that giant wrench we have. And uh-huh. hung it on the C-clamp. Uh-huh. And we thought, well, this is dangerous. We should put some head protection on. So we got those immersion <laughs> army helmets, and we were wearing them up there on the scissor lift <laughs> under this giant ranch looking up at the ceiling. 
This sounds like a disaster. It, it, it was you pers- should definitely- Chris secretly took a photo, and I look at it like, we look like fucking retards. <laughs> <laughs> we look so stupid up there. Was it all three of you up there? Yeah. See, that yeah. should and be... I've never been on the that should be before. Part, that should be part of the it's set. Like, it wavy. moves. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, it moves. We, we actually have people over there right now. We have uh, volunteers over there, because we didn't want... Because we're having them sit there all day so that they can just lighting around them. It's like stand-ins uh-huh. so that we don't have to pull anyone you know, off of work like Gavin who wouldn't just walk out on his job. So <laughs> we, we, we got volunteers right to go out there. I have a stand-in. You have a stand-in wow. who will stand there for eight hours while lighting so is just around them. We're, this is not important enough to have stand-ins? Don't tell them that. Wait, wait, so are these volunteers? Like people, yeah. we, like there's friends like, of friends? They're, I, they're, I think they're, they're guardians. I'm, oh, okay, I'm sitting in the seat so some asshole can come sit in the seat later and say the word boobs for an hour. <laughs> That's pretty much. So that some assholes can be in the other building talking about the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Talking about how they saw the movie early. and Like the conversation they're having over there is probably more topical and relevant than what we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> you think so? so? Probably. So are the doubles over there? Are they like? Do they? Are they trying to dressing up? Like they're dressing <laughs> up like us? Just, like, just to clarify, they're not doubles. They're I mean, not like impersonating. Did you go out and get like like a giant like bush to like stand in for Jack? Because how are you going to like that? <laughs> Keep your beard. I don't know it's how you're going to like it. It's like what are you talking you about? You mean like a how, tumbleweed? How like a tumbleweed with a pair okay, of glasses? How long did you go without trimming that beard? Uh, probably about almost eight months. What? I mean, I would trim the sides, but like the bottom, I just let grow and grow. And the way it worked is like, so I went to, I went to the, you know when you get my haircut. Like Shut the fuck up. You know I went, I went like to get a, my haircut. You know like and I was like, okay, I showed the woman a photo from like probably four or five months ago. So it was still long, but it wasn't like out of control. And I was like, but this is what I, what I want. I don't want to get rid of all of it. Just, you know, trim it down a little bit. She goes, okay. And like pulls out this razor and just goes, and just killed all of it. Like <laughs> wow. a one shot. And I was like, uh oh. Did you say okay. anything? <laughs> No, it's, wow. it's like I can't yeah, ever that, put it back on. It's that's like, a, oh. You have to ride that delicate balance of like if I insu- if I insult them more, then they yeah. more pay. I've already you have to just cut your losses so, and not insult but, them. So it's short. I mean, it looks it's clean. You know, it looks right, nice. You, you, you know, you have like a pet, like an animal, and you give the animal like a haircut. And no. at the end of the haircut, they just kind of look sad. <laughs> like they look less of a person. Other than a animal. dog, what animal do you give haircuts to? I, I'm just I can't get over your. Your face. Deflection. Something changed. You, 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 you look like a short terrier. What? Why don't you shave your own damn beard? Well, no, because I went to get my hair cut because like, they do it professionally. I would rather have professional. You need a professional to deal with your beard. Yeah. What, what, did, might as well. Did you see how, how I mean, unruly that beard was? It was, it was I wouldn't want to touch it but either. But it seemed like I can you change like the a, oil in my car, but I'd like, rather go take it somewhere. People know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, but you don't beard. have to fucking worry about disposing of your beard hair afterwards. Well, or, I don't know. That beard hair is pretty serious. <laughs> it's a totally different thing. I'm with you up to a point. Okay. But they, they did bring out a bag that had the uh, the biohazard symbol on it and put it all in there. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, was gonna, uh, I want to mention how we're actually doing a giveaway this week. Oh, we're doing a giveaway. To a listener. You gave away... Did you give away something last week? Um, yeah, we did. We gave away the uh, Marcus Phoenix thing, right? Yeah, the Project Triforce Those stuff. Were sick as hell. I mean, and if you ever, I don't know if you ever talked about some of the stuff that we gave away at um, RTX, but uh-huh. it's like that was amazing stuff. Well, yeah. we, so, were, so we gave away some some more of that stuff last week. They gave like another snub pistol and stuff, right? Yeah, and then yeah, two of the Marcus Phoenix guns were really awesome to hold. This right. week, however, so, we're giving away something different. Uh-oh. We're not giving away any more of those. <clears throat> we're going to give away, or I should say that GameMinder, who's sponsoring this week's podcast, hey. is uh, giving away an Xbox 360 signed by the Rooster Teeth staff. Oh, cool. And, uh, you know, the GameMinder was at RTX, and you can hear them talk about RTX uh, on their own podcast, who we will crush. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I'm still using that app. I don't know if, uh, if yeah, you no, are I, I used it yesterday, as a matter of fact. But uh, you can, it helps remind you 
what the release dates for games are, and when games are available for pre-order, you can you can pre-order them directly through the app. So, and uh, get push notifications. Who can you pre-order? And, uh, Just everybody? Yeah, I believe it goes through uh, Amazon. And uh, you can get whichever app you want. It's for uh, Android, iOS, uh, and you can get it from GameMinder.com. Yeah. I used to yesterday look up when Borderlands 2 was coming out. So I have a reminder set for that. The way it works, nice. what do you do? Just pick the games you want to know about, and then it will just push, push notifications yeah. to your phone. Yeah, like so a, it doesn't notify you about every game. Right. Okay. You can And you can choose specific... You can filter by platform if you want and to find specific games. So, like, here, I've got five set up right there. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> As you <laughs> yawn. <laughs> you dick. No, it's actually, it's actually <laughs> is a really, it is a really cool app, and yeah, I, I and definitely see, have like, made use of it. I clicked on Halo 4, and there's an Amazon link right there if you want to buy it. Oh, that's awesome. And then you can cancel your reminder. Without anyway, that time. pretty cool. So, oh, I didn't say if you want to uh, to to be to give a chance to win the Xbox 360, uh, just send a tweet with the hashtag GameMinder360 or GameMinder360 altogether. Are Rooster Teeth employees and eligible for this? Rooster Teeth employees are not eligible. Damn it! The contest ends this Friday uh, at noon Texas time. Noon Texas time. All right. Central time. Yes. Central, Central standard time. time. Minus six GMT. So. Uh, <laughs> Is that correct with daylight saving time? I don't know if it's minus six or minus five. That's why I stopped saying it. Okay. So I just say Texas time. Well, does it actually change here? Do you have to... Because well, the we, way it works is we go from GMT zero to GMT plus one in the summer. Yeah, see, that's why I don't in, know. Uh, in the UK. Plus also, I think you all change your clock at a different time than we change yeah, our there, clock. Yeah, there's like a... I think like so, a week-long period where Texas is only five hours behind England, and then the next week it's six hours. Is that the 52-hour day you were talking about? Shut up, Jack. When I went to MCM in October... <laughs> That's when the UK set their clocks an hour back. Right. And then I came back to the United States and we had to set it. And then like two days later, we had to change it again. And it was like, well, stop fucking with me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a huge, it's a huge pain in Dude, the ass. Have, have we talked about Gavin asking what time it was in space? No, we have not. Oh, my God. It's a valid question. Everyone's going crazy. <laughs> the, the International Space Station. We had, there's did, people on there who have to know what time it we, is. We Which time zone do they take the time from? Is this is an no, actual no, question? No, that's not what, what you said. said. Space. <laughs> so we, we had dinner the other night and we were talking about the International Space Station. And Gavin, straight up, straight, you know, completely serious, said, well, what time is it in space? And everyone at the table kind of stopped and looked at him and was like, wow, you are really that dumb. And now he's trying to say, like, oh, what time is it? What time zone is it in space? Like, no, no, we no that's, not, that's not what you said. We were talking specifically about the ISS, so I asked, what time is it in space? Yes, that's yes, exactly that's what, what you said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure... I'm, the, the, Time is relative to where you are on Earth. So I'm sure they just pick a time zone, probably GMT, and then they stick with that. Yeah? Yeah. Thanks for your answer, guys. There you go. I appreciate it. <laughs> As for the rest of space, I don't know. I don't know what time it is on Mars. I don't know what time it is on the fucking Soyuz fucking shuttle as it, or capsule as it's going to the ISS. But I can tell you on the ISS, it's probably GMT. Cool. So when you're back in England, you're on ISS time. It's when the fuck are you leaving? Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you come back? <laughs> I left for a long time. Since you ditched everyone at RTX, you didn't want to go. You clearly hated RTX. I'm sorry, Gus, that Gavin hated RTX yeah. so well, much okay. that he wouldn't go to it. Bernie told a story about your dick touching a urinal. That is true. That, that probably more than made up for her. That was, that was a bad time. I'm going to wait until Bernie's on to talk about that again. So you were legitimately pissed off at Bernie when he did that. My genitals bonged into the, the cold, metal, pissy surface of a urinal. Urinal. Can you get an STD like that? I oh, you uh, probably absolutely can if someone's like spunks some chlamydia were, up the side were you of it still, Were you still urinating when it touched? Yeah. Oh, did you get backsplashed? The thing is, how do you justify that in your mind? The thing is, well, I don't know how you pee when you're you know, peeing into one of those trough things. But I was looking down at 
at mm-hmm. my gentleman, and I was looking at it, peeing, and then all of a sudden I get, like, kicked in the ass. So I, I go flying forwards, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to bang my face, because I'm holding, oh, wait, I'm wait, holding wait, my jennies. Okay, so you Choices. use decisions hands to hold yours when you pee? I think... Because I don't go through the fibers, one was holding down my jeans and the other was holding my okay. like my huh. aim. So okay. it's like I was dual wielding. Not so sure how I much went, I want to get into wielding. the detail got, of this. I um, kick forward and my face is about to hit the wall. So I'm like, oh, I limp back. <laughs> you went dick first. And my John Thomas just goes. <laughs> Did it make a noise? Yeah. Oh. It was like really. It was like was, one of those. Imagine a piece of metal that's thin enough where if you pushed it, it would be like. Like kind yeah. of that, that, it would do yeah. that, and it's like rattled through. Uh, it was so bad. What, was, was there bad anyone time. else next to you at the urinal? Not at that point. Okay. And then um, Bernie came out like tears down his face, <laughs> laughing. <laughs> and like we were, the, the bathroom was literally opposite our booth, so everyone watched us go in there together, nice. and they watched him come out like <laughs> tearing with laughter, and me just like I need to just- wash my penis. <laughs> Did you go back to your room and like take a dick shower or something? I showered thoroughly that night, but I have to sit there all day with a bloody—I don't know. Don't don't say bloody. Don't use that term when you're describing your penis. Wasn't there was no blood? Thankfully. Okay, that's fucking hilarious. I'm derailed. (laughs) (laughs) We've broken Joel. I'm derailed. Joel, what is in that that Starbucks cup that you always have with you at all times? Um, tea. Are you sure? Yeah. You know what I do is I order tea in the morning and then. We go out to lunch or whatever, and then I get sweet tea, and then I bring the sweet tea, and I put it Ugh. in the thing with the tea, so it's like double. But it's tea. like it's like green nasty tea or something, though. Green, green tea's not it, nasty. Tea. Well, no, but no, I'm not saying green tea's that. I'm saying whatever he has in there is nasty. It's green tea. I don't know. No, there's more to it than that. Jack is working. Did you too put hard. beer in there? Jack? No, I should. I should. Oh man, I should put beer. Uh, so at RTX, people gave me a ton of liquor, so I've been drinking like hardcore every night <laughs> trying to get through it. Uh, someone gave me this 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 <laughs> bottle of moonshine called Old Smoky, and it has like maraschino cherries in it, and it's super red. That sounds awesome, and it may be the best thing I've ever Bring drank in my life. In. I drank it all. Oh, it's God. Yeah, I can't find any more in Austin. I have to find a place. It's the kind of stuff that just like it glides down. It doesn't even feel like you're drinking. Yeah, it's like sugary sweet. Like you add it to any soda, and it's just like a cherry coke yeah. or a cherry sprite. That's cool. And uh, that is cool. I wish we could have some. No, Old Smoky is what it's called. Yeah, who uh, gave Old you Smoky. that one? Uh, I believe it was Dan Jitsu from the website. Mm. He, he typically is a person who gives me moonshine. But uh, we, we have the best fans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah like, I tweeted a picture of it so after great. RTX, and it was just like, oh my god, I got so much fucking booze. Yeah. I like your mindset where it's just sort of like, I have all this booze, I have to get through it. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. as fast as possible. I got to clear up the inventory. The, he, Dan also gave me another bottle of this uh, stuff called Cat Daddy, just because of the Kate Upton Cat Daddy video. Nice. But that stuff's really good with root beer. I'll, I'll bring some of that in. Really? Still, there's still a little bit left. Huh, okay. Yeah, from now on, your, your job is to supply this podcast with your collection. No. <clears throat> no? My job is to tell the podcast what they can buy to supply <laughs> itself. I'm not bringing my personal stash in. Y'all are fucking crazy. Man. What's, what's the user's name? Dan Jitsu. Dan J-I-T-S-U. Why is there a stamp on your laptop, Joel? In case it gets lost, it can be returned to him. <laughs> Please you return, know, uh, return to sender. I had a... Uh... I did too. It's to keep mine from looking. It's it's to keep. It's to make mine stand out from other laptops. So mm-hmm. because there's so many of these laptops hanging around here that it's like I don't want to actually. No, I've, pick got, up some I've got stickers on my laptop. Same sort of deal. I and the postage stamp was just the closest. It's the only thing that I have. Is, is it's in sticker form. That's why we. So signed, I have no other stickers. That's so. why we signed Gavin's desk, so we know it's his. So if it gets lost, we'll return it. So <laughs> do you, do you know Joel? I think maybe we talked about this the other day. Are there people who invest in postage stamps? 
There Since are, you can buy a forever stamp now, right, for 44 cents or whatever, then as postal rates increase, then right. its value increases. Right. Like a, for, a, a forever first-class stamp is a great investment because um, the post office is totally screwed and um, forever it's going to have to keep – it's going to have to price If you spend – if you put all your money into just buying these stamps, that's your retirement, <laughs> right? You just hold on to them and then you flog them later for whatever they – Do that. Yeah, you flog please, them. Please exactly. do that. Please do that, Gavin. That's very sound. You should do that. Would that not work? I like. No, I like. I, I'm. I'm in. I like your flogging and your. I like. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I'm totally with it. But, uh, see, I, don't, I don't think people uh, would have the confidence that the postal service would stay solvent long enough to yeah, like, recoup that, your. That's a good investment. Point. That's a good point. Yeah. I saw a story the other day. I don't know what it was. It was on some fucking news program about people By, who collect. What is it like pre nineteen eighty three pennies that have more copper in them? Yeah, and they same, just stockpile them. Same thing with nickel. Like the 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 amount of I, I guess I'm not sure. I guess nickel is worth more than five cents. Mm-hmm. So a nickel right now is worth more than five cents. So there are people hedge funds who are stocking up and getting tons of nickels, mm. and um, they're all just waiting. It's just like it's, it'll just be a matter of time before they start withdrawing a lot of the minerals out of. Actual yeah, but then what can you do with that? Like, it's not worth more. It's worth its face value. You, it's illegal to melt down coins. Is it? Is it? Yes. Huh. I think the theory is that there will be a recognition for certain nickels, you know, coined by a certain date will be considered more valuable hmm. based so on date. then are banks and are the government... <laughs> God, this sounds like a fucking conspiracy. Are they <laughs> secretly taking those coins out of circulation so that they don't have to pay out? I don't know. Because it seems like if you're going to do something like that, like for ten years before you pull, you pass that. Well, the rule, guy, it's, it's funny. The guy who, who runs the hedge fund was like, "I'm going to get all these nickels," and said, "I want a million dollars." Got a million dollars in nickels, and uh, the bank was like, "Why do you want a million dollars in nickels?" And it's like they had to go to the Fed. The Fed's like, "Why do you want a million dollars in nickels?" He's just like, "I just." His answer was, "I just like nickels." Who's who, who's knocking on the door? Come in, come in. Who, who is, is it? it? Come in, 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 come in. The door's locked. We've locked the door. Who is it? Come on, open it. What? It's Monty. Hey. Hi, Monty. We're in the middle of the podcast recording right now. There's a sign on the door that says "Podcast Recording in Progress." Do not enter. That's why not. Did you see the sign? This is "Do not enter." Yeah. You entered. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where Bernie is. He's not here. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Monty. Hey. hey. Um, so they let him withdraw. He eventually got him. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, you got a million dollars. When I was watching that same news program, they also talked about how it's illegal to leave the country with a certain amount of coinage. Like, you can only leave, I think, with like $100 in pennies or something small like that. Huh. Because in, uh, in other countries, it would not be illegal to burn, <sighs> to melt down the coins. You, you know, the thing them. is, is that I, we all understand why they're doing that is because the theory is like they're trying to like keep criminal activity, you know, mm-hmm. stifled. But it's like, I just don't like... I don't like that stuff. Well, yeah, like, it's, you know, it's cash also. You can't – Yeah, like if you have more than $10,000 in cash, you have right. to declare it yeah. and you have to go through like customs. I mean, and we may or may not have had that genuine problem before. I mean <laughs> – You know we, what I discovered? They, at at, I, I at had border Vegas. point of entries, they have money-sniffing dogs. They, they just do identify they? money and no, not drugs. Yeah. Do, they, do they shave them? <laughs> no, yeah, how, they don't how shave does them. a dog know that someone's got too much money? I think it just hits if there's a the, if it the, the can question smell is it. what does money smell like? Cocaine? <laughs> Probably like dead skin cells and bleh. There was a thing going on in my town, I was just back in England, I was talking to some people, where they're about to rip up all the 
copper from they're going to just replace all the internet with fiber optic and they're going to it's going to cost a lot of money to do it but they're going to make more money just selling the copper that's already there really yeah. oh yeah that makes sense they're going to make all, all the money back and more just selling the copper it's crazy so fiber is cheaper than copper i guess it is it's more valuable it's to... Che- it's cheaper enough to where they can dig out the old shit and put in new shit and still make money on it. Well, that? I guess they're making enough fiber to cover the whole country and each town has got enough copper. Where is this? It's, my, it's in England. In England? Yeah. No, that seems a, fucking ridiculous to me. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's probably a lot of copper under there. It's, it's an old place. <laughs> um, yeah, there's always those stories about people who decide they want to steal copper. It happened here in Austin a couple of years ago. Some idiot broke into like a power substation to steal copper yeah. and got electrocuted and died <laughs> because he like touched live, you know, high voltage wires in a fucking substation. That's always smart. Yeah. It <sighs> seems like as time goes on. I'm but- on, uh, by the way, I'm on Dan Jitsu's page. Oh, no. And I'm informing him that I can't quite give him my award yet because I haven't gotten any alcohol from him. Dude, we were supposed to, like, we were, there was more awards on the way, right? Like, that. I think, like, three years ago when I started working here, it was like, oh, yeah, hey, you're going to get an award. And then they actually drew one up and I never got it. Yeah, we actually made awards for everyone. I don't know what happened to them. Well, like, we had, like, the second wave of awards and I was in there and then that just never happened. That was, that was like, two years ago. Yeah, it was, like, two years ago. So what what happened to You should talk to the director of technology to find out what the status of that is. At, At the time, you were the director technology yeah but i don't know i'm not not in that anymore he he passed on everything that's that's an adam question jesus that i'm more busy i'm too busy now with the podcast i want to talk about breaking bad so bad it's let's talk about it without spoiling it i don't know if you talk about the end of season four right uh yeah at this point yes it's been out for over a year no wait oh yeah over a year his face blown in half his face (laughs) came off his face came off they they told you in the title of the episode the title of the episode was face off yeah those times are very clever because you think nothing of them and then it's like ah i get it yeah what's the episode well there's some cool stuff like the beginning of season four when they were in gail's apartment because you know season four begins with the aftermath of jesse shooting gail in the face right Right. so it begins with um uh not victor is it victor was he the guy who went to the he was the one. The, the first episode was box cutter, where Gus yeah. straight up murders that guy. But he goes there and he's looking around the apartment. And one of the things he sees in the apartment is like this this painting of a face that has like half of it removed. Oh, so a bit of foreshadowing. Yeah, going on there. yeah. And so <laughs> I remember when that episode, when the final episode came out, people were like, you know, connecting all yeah, that stuff. Pe- they even showed people like, also speculated. Remember in the in was it season two after the plane crash? Yeah, the, the bear floating in the pool the with pink. like half of its face. Uh, yeah, blown yeah, up. They, they had that eyeball rolling around <laughs> right. for a while. Yeah, it seems like the end of season four was a was actually a conclusion. Like, it could have ended there. I think, like, season three was a cliffhanger. Was I think the they, weren't, they weren't sure if there was going to be a season five. Right. Yeah, they left a few dangling things. I don't know what it is. God, how could they How could they not... Are they, I mean, surely they're doing well in the ratings, right? Well, they, 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 it's an expensive show to produce, apparently. They, they, they was, it was a very last-minute deal to get this uh, fifth season from yeah. uh, AMC. I don't understand it, man. I mean, AMC's, like, killing it. Yeah. Like, killing it. Well, they're killing it, but then they don't support their shows. Like, Walking Dead, you know, what you heard what happened with well, the second why, why, season of I Walking mean, Dead. Are they not getting the ad revenue, I guess? I have no idea. I mean, like, Mad Men. I, like, I have to imagine Mad like, Men is like the most expensive It seems like ad revenue one. takes forever to catch up to what's going on. Yeah. It seems like ad revenue just takes forever to figure out where actual viewers are. Yeah. I mean... It's, yeah, it's weird. I mean, but, I, I mean, look at us, but whatever. What? <laughs> Has ad revenue caught up to us yet? Are we seeing the internet? I mean, I guess we have, but we have sponsors for the podcast now, so it only took, what, two and a half years to get sponsors? <laughs> it took two decades. <laughs> two decades. <laughs> There's something very specifically about CG in the, from what I've seen, <clears throat> CG looks so organically good when it's combined with someone's face. Yeah. Like, 
Like well, Dark Knight, his face like was half in, off. It looks like it's inconsistent, like matter. It seems like it's easier. You know, the muddier it is, it seems like it it's just looks it, like the camera pans around, half of his face is off. It looks so real and look, good. And really so, did it, so did Harvey Dent's face. Yeah, Harvey Dent's yeah. amazing. Where but, is the join? It's absolutely, you can't even, it's unbelievable. But dude, yeah, when he walks out of that room and like adjusts yeah. his tie, just <laughs> drops. It's, it's like, like, oh. I, mean, yeah. I had to like stop it and I rewound it like instantly. Yeah, I watch so it on, on Zoom and my Xbox. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh yeah, Mr. Mr. Ding Ding like hitting the button. Senor Ding Ding. And it's all one shot as well. Like it just goes from like, Gus stands up and then the door just gets Busted out into the hall, yeah. and then it's just the same shot. And it's and a then violent explosion, yeah, too. It's like, <laughs> it's no fire, it's just like, poof. Yeah. Something like it's a like, gap, like a compression force. explosion. We were talking so, recently, Gus, about you were saying how when there's an explosion, some. There's oh, like a certain yeah. like concussive force that the body just can't survive and it just dies. Yeah, like, you're, you're just, you're, your nervous system turns off. That's why a lot of times a lot of weapons and artillery, they don't have to blow up or create an explosion in you. They just have to hit you with a strong enough concussive wave. So it's just like a sound off. wave that just yeah, bashes it, you. Yeah, it just shuts off your, your brainstem and your nervous system. You just die. That's trippy. So are there people just like dead on the ground with no real injury? Right, it's just like a shockwave hits them and that's it. They look totally fine. Because I, I filmed some explosions back when I used to film stuff in slow motion where we would, like, blow up a thousand-pound bomb from, like, a mile away. And obviously in real time, it's just like, bah! you see the light, and then it's like, bah, bah, and it hits you. But in slow motion, you get this dome of, like, yeah, air. pressure. It's like, yeah. You'll just see it. It's, just a, it's like a bubble shield in Halo, but it's it like bigger. The, is it like the sonic, uh, I don't know where it is. It's just like the... The ripple in the sound, it just, it just mm-hmm. pushes out. Yeah. They, you see that on Mythbusters a lot when they're yeah. blowing up big stuff. You know, we, we watched an episode of Mythbusters recently that it, it the episode was, it was a guy with a fire extinguisher and a guy with a flamethrower. Oh, yeah. And they were facing off each other, and then they, like, shot them at each other at the same time. And in this video, like, they would hit in the middle and kind of, like, you know, like, dissipate or whatever. And they were like, okay, we're going to see if this is actually true, if this was fake. It was a music video. Yeah, well, they were like well, referencing this music yeah. video and, and saying, so, is this a real... Yeah, they were like, this is, you know, this uh-huh. is pretty cool, but we're going to see if we can re- like recreate what, this. What exactly are they testing? Well, they were, just seeing, if, they were seeing if it was if, legit if, or if it was CGI. fire beats water. Oh, oh I see. But, I mean, it, was a, it was a fire extinguisher, and it, you and it was can't fire. shoot a fire extinguisher? Wait, no, fire extinguisher? Fire? It was, yeah. It was oh, a fire. I thought it was a water. No, 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 it was a fire extinguisher oh, okay. facing off against a flamethrower. Okay. And then, so it was these two guys, kind of like these hillbilly looking guys shooting at it, but it was for a music video, and we were watching it. We were actually at Jeff's place, and Gavin walks over he goes oh yeah I shot that yeah yeah it was, it was, it was a, a fucking music, a video, music video that video Gavin shot so, <laughs> so did they do that on so set did it work <laughs> yeah, so, did, did they stop the fire fire yeah, yeah so. well eventually like they, the fire extinguisher they had like wasn't like they were using a normal one and it wasn't shooting out far enough so they had to like build a fire extinguisher to like go the, the, the distance that the flamethrower would go but ultimately they got it to work hmm. But it's funny because like Gavin's like, oh yeah, that's yeah, that's totally real because I was I was there. Now, did you guys shit. applaud at the end of the episode because <laughs> no. Gav you, had worked on it? Do you have an issue? <laughs> well, well, the whole point you'd worked on the episode, so clearly so you, you need you, a round you of applause. applause. Yeah, clap no, it up. Wait, what? I think I missed <laughs> that part. Being stupid earlier. You, do you have an issue with the fact that I don't clap at a movie? You don't clap at movies. Do you clap at movies on like big premieres? Did you sure, clap at Dark Knight uh, on Thursday? Yeah. Who are you clapping for? The the every the spirit of theater. <laughs> the spirit of theater. <laughs> Do you want to leave now or what? Are you going to say more things after that? He was, he was no, clapping because up. the people around him weren't talking or texting him, so he was like applauding the fact that he wasn't getting. Oh, wait, thought, uh, did we talk about? Did we talk about talking and texting during yes. the movies? Yeah, we, we did. did. Yeah. Did we I, talk about certain people sending texts on a Dave about that for a long time? Uh, okay, yeah. we outed them God. for being bad moviegoers. It's at the draft house too. Come on, man. 
Although there was no, we didn't have, I, I the, we didn't have the stinger, the no talking stinger before. Yeah. Did our, you guys our, that one? Too? Our screen. I was asleep. <laughs> I, w- I wanted to go, but RVB ten has been killing me. I just wanted to come in and talk about that, but you know, there's a lot to do, so I'll get back to work. <laughs> RVB ten is looking great. Though. Episode eight just came out, right? Yeah, yeah, but that was the stuff from Paxi, so like we kind of had a kind of a buffer, but we're chasing we're, we're chasing like some really good sequences coming up. I got a really lot of re- like I took a bit of a break. I don't really take a break, but I, I was away from my desk for a while, so I'm coming back with a lot of really good scenes. We just kind of gotta chase that uh, deadline now. It's been a while since I've been back there to see what you're working on. I'm gonna. We didn't have to we'll cut the fire for. extinguisher flamethrower scene, did we? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you have to clap afterwards. No flamethrower sequence in this season. Spoiler for that, because you know <laughs> that was a pain in the ass last year. But I got new stuff coming. Is fire is a pain in the ass to work with in CG? It is and it isn't. My version is actually really easy, but we did a version that was harder last year. What's, so the, what's the hardest thing? Hardest thing is people. People? People are hard, man. Well, do you think that's, that's because people have, or the viewer has more experience looking at faces? That's, that's exactly the reason. Yeah. I shot a video recently of a Molotov cocktail <laughs> exploding on the side of a house in slow motion. I want to show it to you. It looks oh, so okay. good. It looks, it, looks, cool. it looks fake. It looks so okay. It does. Like, there's, some, there's a point where like liquid and... Just elemental stuff like fire can really I, slowed down. Can, just I, looks... can I have and use that footage for our season? Sure. <laughs> it could like cut it out from the the brick wall. I threw it out. You yeah, know, this, this, this episode that came out this week, I think I have a cameo in the episode. I'm not sure. I think the beginning, like, uh, Gab, did actually, you applaud at the end of the episode? <laughs> I didn't. I'm sorry. It's uh, like it's it's pilot. She she's oh, telling she's yelling she, at that. Yeah, she's guy. telling yeah, you to move around. You, right? I think that's me grunting. So that's like, <laughs> that literally is like. Ugh. <laughs> you can recognize that grunt. So, I, so I, you're I not going to clap clear. whether someone's worked on it or not. <laughs> you're not going to clap regardless. <laughs> Who's going to clap? That was just an excuse. I'm sat there like in my room with a laptop. I'm not going to clap. Well, what, crazy. What Jeff was probably in the next room. He heard. Probably. Was, was you, Jeff you, in that episode? You live in a house with about 20 people, I think. Well, I mean, <laughs> Griff was in the episode. So I'm sure yep. Jeff was. There you go. <laughs> I have yet to voice anyone relevant in this show. Three years here and I still haven't voiced anyone. Either is Jack. Either is Joel. Either way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then we're down to the insulting portion of the podcast. Yeah. I hate you too. No, you You're so stupid. Your face. <laughs> Your face. Your face. Your face. Uh, also, I'm sure we've talked about RTX, but I, it was pretty awesome. Like a lot of people showed up for my panel. I wish we could have fit people, more people in. Like Gus, they like overflowed and they had to cut people off. I, I got people all weekend telling me how they wanted to make it in. But they got cut off. Way to go, Gus! Yeah, we're gonna have uh, bigger panel rooms uh, next year. I'm, I'm I'm excited for RTX 2013. This one was awesome, and it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be really cool. It was it was a good learning experience. We yeah. uh, I feel like we did some things right, and uh, we learned what do, we didn't do, do right. Do you feel like you should put up like you should have like you should get like make it like an RTX review or you know like or. Did people? Re- I'm sure people have reviewed the the con. Oh yeah, there's been tons of a lot of journals, tons of stuff. feedback. Don't yeah. let Joel on stage with alcohol. No, it was fun. Like I mean, I know I did the uh, the Geeks Who Drink event, and um, we ended up. I mean, God, we had a great time there. But we had we had enough room for about they like I thought our capacity was 200, and then I walk in, they're like, okay, you can fit about 90 people, and I was like, oh, oh God geez. damn it! So like I ended up having to fill the room. Like we didn't have we didn't have enough tables. We only had enough tables for 90. We ended up putting another about. 45 like seats worth where we just made like pretended there was a table there and made circles of seats we filled all those up and then we had people sitting on the floor like we were just getting as many people as we could and even after that i walked outside total in there i think we probably had maybe 175 close to 200 something like that was this on saturday yeah saturday night so but then i like walked outside and like personally apologized to the people like i'm so sorry like we i had to turn away probably 100 to 200 more people and i was just like man. so why did you think it was only 
Why do you think it was 200 when it was I, well, the, 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 the size of the room and how many tables it accommodated was one thing, but then not there weren't the same number of tables put in as right. what yeah. we expected. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so like the tables took up more space, obviously, than no, normal rows of chairs. So I think the room had like a cap- capacity of like 330. Mm-hmm. And then with the tables, you know, that kills a lot of space because you have a table in front of you. But for, you know, a, a trivia type thing, you need something in front of you and the circles worked out well. So, but. Yeah, fuck the tables. Just like sardine everyone in there. <laughs> well, yeah, they, they, the, the size of table that they needed was not a standard table that was provided by the convention center. So there was no floor plan for it or no. Yeah. See, this fits but, into the conversation. Conversation that you had before RTX, where it's like we just had a meeting about oh, how we're yeah. going to cut a hole in the table, and, and there it is. There's, yep. That's yep. that's the thing. But, I mean, do. all in all, I mean, everyone who was there in the room had a great time. Like, I feel bad for the people who didn't make it in. I know, I don't, I don't know if we completely sold out or completely filled up the uh, the music. So I think people could still get into that, no problem. But still. Yeah. But I mean, like, no, RTX was amazing. I mean, it was a lot of fun. Like, I think this is the first time I've been on since RTX. Is like, it? Yeah, I think so. Because I, I was, was at Comic-Con. Yeah. Comic-Con, yeah. Yeah, me too. Dude, and, um, How yeah. was Comic-Con? Comic-Con was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Like, I know like the booth was great. We So we had, we had six giant boxes of Griff Balls. And we, we the, what we did was we saved three for the first half and then three for the second half. And I think – how many Griff Balls is that? Probably about 250, 300? Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, so um, the, the Griff Balls, the first batch of Griff Balls pretty much sold out on preview night. So over the course of maybe like two hours. And then we had our second match of Griff Balls that we were telling people, hey, Saturday morning we're going to have more Griff Balls. And they sold out in about two hours. Yeah. And wow. it was just like, holy crap. And people kept coming up and asking for it. And uh, it, it was awesome. I mean, like, it was, it's kind of tough going from somewhere like RTX where we literally have a convention hall worth of space down to a 10 by 10 booth. <laughs> so it was, yeah. like, it was a little bit of a, a kind of a shock to the system to be like, uh, shoot. But uh, anyway, I mean, we, it was awesome. Like Barbara and, and Caleb and, and Jordan really kicked ass at the booth. And uh, I was there and I came, I came with my girlfriend and she dressed up like a really hot elf. And that was a lot of fun to walk oh. around. Yeah, that was not a distraction in the booth at all. Not at all. Not at all but no more people were coming by the booth to check out what was going on like hey what's going on over here it was great but um anyway we uh we you know had a good time walking around and uh, met a lot of cool people we i, I saw the triforce guys there I, I yeah i keep seeing you in uh, i don't know if you go to the receipt subreddit much or not but i keep seeing videos people take at san diego comic-con they're like oh my god i just realized jack's in my video and he's like you're walking in the background to like a crowd <laughs> of people and you're easy to identify because of that fucking beard yeah yeah it's like yep that's jack all right pretty easy to spot but uh yeah like uh, halo 4 was there so we, we went and saw alice and Jessica and all those all those people like they they literally left from RTX to go out to Comic-Con as well so that was neat. And we hung out with the Mega 64 guys. and They were, they were next to us this year. They San were Diego. right next to us Typically, this year. Typically, in years past, they've always been like way on the other end of the convention hall. Yeah. Um, they, they usually put them down by the video games. Right. And this year, they moved them over to us. Which, which is good. Which so was what great. happened to the people that used to be next to us? I don't know. Like I, I, I've only been to Comic-Con one other previous time, so I'm not sure who was next to us. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, Mega 64 is there now. and it was like, like it, was a, it was a it was a, a group of web comic artists, including the guy who does uh, Looking for Group, uh, okay. and some other affiliated web comics. Oh, I wonder where they moved to. That's really weird. But yeah, we still had um, Spike and Mike was right behind us, so we we need to murder them and take their space <laughs> yeah. to get that in cap. That would be so awesome if we had an in cap. Every year I ask for it, but one, I know I know we did again this year, so we'll see if that happens. Probably one, one not. day we'll get it. But uh, I noticed we yeah. didn't we didn't have any like panels or anything this year. Yeah, we never apply for them. If, okay, they if, came, I mean, they came to us. Last yeah, year, if they co- if they come to us and want us to do one, we'll do it. But we don't apply for it typically. Yeah, Mega sixty four had a panel, and I, I popped into that right at the very end, and they filled up a room, so that was very cool. I don't know. I don't know how big the room was at RTX. They were in the big the big room at RTX, yeah. right? It wasn't that big, but it was uh, still pretty cool to see those guys. They're, should, they're it's funny. funny. I've gone to Comic Con like a million times. 
and I've never gone to a panel because I'm obviously working the whole time or whatever. So it's like it's alien to me to even think that there are panels. Or whatever. Yeah. It's like I guess there's rooms upstairs. Yeah. And, like you don't even know. Yeah. You don't even know where no. that would be, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's funny. Yeah, I've spent like all my time on the convention floor. I yeah. don't kn- know nothing about the, any other part. The of one panel I went to was the one year when we had one, and I was like, mm-hmm. and I was totally lost. Like I've been to Comic Con for five years at that point. I was like, just I have no idea where the panels are. Yeah. yeah. I, I tried to go to a panel one time actually, and I got like I hate True Blood, and one of the reasons why is because of this. Is uh, I was trying to go to the Fringe panel, which was you know I'm a huge fan of the show Fringe, and I waited in line for probably an hour and a half, and then I was 30 people away, and they said, "Sorry, See, we're sold I'm out." I'm hearing a million stories like that. I've like I have a lot of friends who are you know into sci-fi and um, ha- have been well before you know Rooster Teeth have been going to sci- going to yeah. this thing for you know a long time, almost 20 years, and it's like. They're getting to the point where it's just like, man, it is just a crunch of people. Oh, yeah. and it's, it's, sort of it's a like, mass of humanity. They're, they're telling me stories where it's like, well, I wanted to go to this one panel, but it's sort of like, and we woke up at like 3 in the morning, and we got in line at 5 in the morning, and it's just hey, like, uh, didn't couldn't get in. Yeah, it's just sort but, of like, uh, you have to be committed to the point a few friends, where you're going to spend the night yeah. well, overnight what, what, happened, what happened was, for me, was after the Fringe panel was the True Blood panel. So people were waiting in line, and they were going to the panel prior to True right. Blood in order to get a seat for the next panel. Right. So there was a crap yeah. load of people in there who didn't care about Fringe. They just wanted to get a seat for the Why next panel. Why do they do that, where they don't clear the room? Just because it takes too long. There's, it's two different schools of thought, and we definitely you know experienced this with RTX, where you <clears> if you book panels too closely, you don't have time to clear the room if right. they're too big. If you, if you put too much time between them... Then you can't fit all the programming in you want to. Yeah. A few of my friends went and got in line for the Legend of Korra, the new Avatar <coughs> panel, and they just they happened to also see the Firefly panel, which was you know really cool and all. But then it's like, man, they got in line at like two a.m. on like Friday night and were were able to get into two panels. And I'm sure plenty of people didn't make into this like you know it's a five thousand person room and mm-hmm. can only fit like I'm sure like more people than that showed up but they got in line at 2 a.m and there were already like 200 people in front of them yeah yeah well you heard about the twilight thing where people were in line the day like a whole a full day before the first panel which i think the twilight panel was the first one so it was like 36 hours people in line and some woman actually got hit by a car like she was crossing the street got hit by a car going to wait in line for twilight hey did they did they build that pedestrian bridge they did but it's way the hell down it's like past the the baseball stadium what yeah Like it's it's next like you know that why the, would they put it in front of the convention center? I don't know the, the one that goes right to gas. It, it is astonishing it's, to me because you look at the layout of that thing and when that thing lets out at the end of the day or you know people coming in and they've got like railroad tracks going yeah. through and just like I don't know how more people aren't so it, like well, they make gridlocks. That whole area, yeah. cars can't move. No, no. I mean, it's, it's impossible. It's like a sea but, of humanity. So if you're, look, if you're looking forward at the convention center, that hotel on the left, I think it's the Hilton on the far left. Yeah. So or if, the high. The yeah, whichever oh, one. Oh that wait, is. wait, wait. When you're looking at it, if forward? you're looking at the center, it's on your yeah, left side, like where, yeah, they, yeah. where where yeah. Hall H is on yeah. that side. So it's pretty much you walk out of that hotel and it's right in front of you. That's that how is, far. That's that how far down it is. Fucking retarded. Yeah, and so like it drops you off literally so on the other side of Petco basically, Park. Basically, they built it for the baseball field and not the convention yeah, center. Exactly, they built it for a field that holds fifty, sixty thousand people instead of the convention center that holds a fucking hundred and twenty thousand. Yeah, if they would have built it to go right across the street, right into the gas lamp district, that's that what I been, thought they were going to do. Yeah, that's, that's when you were talking about pedestrian bridges. I was like, oh yeah, cool. And then the, I talked did, to Mega sixty four guys. I was like, oh yeah, that, I heard about this. Like, oh yeah, that's it down there. Does, was, that, does that convention center have any other events throughout the year that is anything close to Comic Con? I can't imagine. No. No. They were like in my hotel. I'm watching the news, and that's everything that it's about. Like expanding the convention center, how it brings economy to to San Diego. Like what are they going to do next year? Apparently, they're going to like they may. Lose 
lose it to Vegas? I hope something? they lose it to Vegas. <laughs> that would be awesome if they lost it to Vegas. I love you San know, Diego, I, but that the, that that one thing is a sticking point for me for that convention center. Yeah, if it, they it's held, such a pain if they in the ass. Comic Con in Vegas. I don't know what how that would be two awesomes on top of each other. <laughs> so much cool. I, I, well, I would, can man, people say like, oh, you know, like, oh, it's supposed to be a kid's thing and it's supposed to be a young... But, like, there honestly weren't that many children there. Like, it's all it's all older adults and stuff. Yeah. So, you put it in Vegas, you're going to lose maybe half a percent of the people who go to it. Which, you know, that's still, like, you know, 5,000 people or so. But more people are going to be able to show up to it. Because they've actually hit capacity at Comic-Con. I mean, they sell out oh, every yeah. single year. Yeah, they hit capacity. And there's convention halls I, I in Vegas wonder, that are like, triple the size I of that. I wonder how much of the formula goes into the fact that it's like they're so close to L.A., it's a lot easier to bring talent down the last second, true. you know? But is Vegas closer to L.A. than San Diego? Um, they're probably yeah, pretty damn close. About a two-hour drive. San Diego is closer, I think, but closer. I guess it's close. But it's, yeah. either way, it's a short flight. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. I guess so. So, anyway, I, I think I would love to see it go to Vegas. I mean, something that big, it's just like, at that point, they've hit capacity. It's just, it's too much of a pain well, in the, the ass thing to is, what, what is the biggest convention center in Vegas? Uh, probably the Vegas Convention Center. I the one right behind the Hilton. It's the one over there where the Hilton is. Yeah. 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 Well, that is the Hilton Convention yeah. Center. That's where, that's, where, that's where CES is held. Right. And, uh, like, I, have, have you ever been to CES? Uh, once, yeah. It's... That's that's it's that's it's massive. Hard. It's frightening how big it is. Yeah. I mean, like you walk in there, and you're like, I can't see the back I of the hall, and then you realize there's another one on top of it. Like there's a second floor identical. It's just like well, the what? overflow is so bad that it's like I was staying at the Venetian or whatever, and it yeah. took me you know two hours to get my elevator. Uh, <laughs> no, it took me two well, hours to get my elevator. That sucks. Are yeah. there any buildings that are so big that they you have to curve around the earth? <laughs> Like, well, you know the biggest like building you were to look. If you back stand on one end, and what you wouldn't be able to see the floor. Okay, I, I, have a, I have an interesting thing about that. You know the Burj Dubai, which is the uh, the tallest building in the world. Yes. Yeah. If uh, apparently there have there have been special rules about Ramadan made because that building is so tall that sundown sunset happens four minutes earlier on the ground than it does on the top floor <laughs> so wow. uh, well, so, that's a good point so if you're a muslim who lives on like certain floors there are sundown happens at different times for you so you could theoretically be on the ground watch sundown go get in an elevator get up to the top floor and then watch sundown again i think that's set different times Jeez, that that's crazy <laughs> what's, what's, plus what's the point biggest four. building in uh in the world that's the Burj dubai, Burj dubai. Well, that's the tallest, right? Well, what's what the difference? You mean like biggest, like me- like the, t- the most wise? amount of volume? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I Jeez. think it's the Boeing. Is it the Boeing air- the air- airplane factory? Oh, could be. Mm. I only know tallest. I don't know. If only had a laptop in front of you to you know ask. It's only every- length that matters to me, not volume. <laughs> you, you can you know go go to Bing. Use Bing Social. Find I know. Out. That, I know that when the uh, the twin towers were up, they were closer together on the bottom than they were on the top. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because they were like. Did you see that documentary, uh, uh, Man on a Wire? No. That looks so fucking boring. It, it's it's kind of boring, but it's a really really interesting What's story. It it's a it's a guy who back I guess in the sixties or seventies, um, him and some friends basically crashed the the that's a terrible way to say it. They 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 broke into the World Trade Center, went to the top while they were still building it. I think this might be the ninth time you brought this up on the podcast. Monty? Maybe maybe the 10th. The, the name sounds familiar, Okay, but, but, but the, the way that you're story, going with the story doesn't. Okay, so these guys go to the top of the, of the World Trade Center, uh, and the, two, the two towers. And they tell a story about a guy <laughs> with a beard. And, it, oh, and, and, and they, they threw a cable across, and they basically, the one guy like tightrope walked between the two World Trade Center towers. 
How and do they like, throw a cable across? I, I don't what, know. Like, just sw- have like, you seen the movies? They have like a gun, gun with the <laughs> <laughs> fucking harpoon gun, the, the, the hook on it. Yeah. But yeah, so they set up a, a tightrope between the two towers, and one guy walked back and forth. And like cops were there on the roof with them, and they were like, "Well, we can't do anything." Please come down. <laughs> so eventually, like after like an hour or so of him doing that, he walked across and got arrested. And um, that, it won the Academy Award for for best documentary. I know, actually. and I still oh, yeah, can't bring yeah. myself to watch because it looks so fucking this, boring. This story yeah. does sound familiar, but I think it was kind of like forever ago. Yeah, it's kind of okay. boring. All right, well, but, um, we, we need to wrap up because we have, uh, as, a, as a special segment this week, uh, Bernie and I talked to uh, Rocket, hey. who is the creator of the DayZ mod for Arma 2. Oh, I thought he was the monkey in Planet of the Apes that he gets the cookie. <laughs> no, no, that might also be Rocket. Can, can I say something real quick before yeah. we wrap up? Hey, uh, so Friday is Achievement Hunter's four-year anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Which, thank you very much. And uh, as a celebration, we're going to be playing Burnout Paradise during the day. We're going to be streaming it live from the office, and then we're playing Halo Reach that night. So if you want to celebrate with us our four-year anniversary with Achievement Hunter, feel free to check out AchievementHunter.com. I've been wanting to play some more Burnout Paradise for a while now. That's so the, last good excuse. the last time I played it was a year ago. So It's funny to go back and watch some of those early videos. They're so it? bad. <laughs> they are so funny. bad, dude. But anyway, right. so thank you for four years of Achievement Hunter. Yeah, and uh, keep listening. We'll be talking with, to Rocket about DayZ and uh, the future. Bye. Hey, everyone. We're super excited to have a couple people involved with the creation, or I guess the, the running of the popular DayZ mod for Arma 2 with us. We have Matt Lightfoot and Rocket from... Uh, well, do you guys work for Bohemia directly? Uh, no, not at the moment. I was working for um, Bohemia, but yeah, but not right now. Okay. So uh, we're, we're both you know huge fans of the DayZ mod. And uh, Bernie's the one who introduced it to me, actually. I have no idea how you heard about it initially, Bernie. Well, here's how I heard about it. So I was uh, talking about on the podcast about different types of zombie games. I was talking a little bit about how Minecraft is essentially a zombie game where, you know, you build your shelter and then the sun goes down, out come the zombies and the monsters, and you have to survive all night. It's kind of changed a little bit, you know, because I played the PC version, and, you know, it's once you get past that first, like, night or two nights... Then you're kind of safe, and it's just like you have to stay away from creepers and things. Anyway, we got to talking, Gus, that one time about how it'd be great to have a, a zombie survival game where your whole goal is just to survive and scavenge and you know just stay alive as if it was a real zombie apocalypse. And after we talked about that, I think like three or four months later, all of a sudden I started get all these tweets. Like It was like one at a time first, then it was like three or four uh, people saying, hey, you should really check out DayZ. You should really te- check out DayZ. And I was like, okay, I, I've, enough people have said this, that i got to check this out. So I got on Steam, downloaded Arma 2, and installed DayZ mod, and immediately jumped in and go, okay, this is exactly what we were hoping for. It's a, it's a zombie apocalypse, apocalypse simulator. So how long, how long have, you, have you guys been working on it? Uh, well, basically, since about December, I guess. Uh, so that's when I started coding on it sort of properly. It was using some technology I'd previously developed for another mod for Armour 2. Uh, but you only really seriously, I guess, uh, since, since then, since late December. So what what prompted you to choose to you know create these mods? I mean, obviously, it sounds like you've made more. What prompted you to create these mods in the Armour 2 engine? Well, I guess I was quite familiar with it, and it's also a very versatile engine, so it is obviously quite a receptive both community and the studio itself is quite receptive to the mods. And I had used uh, Virtual Battle Space 2 uh, with my work in the military, and that's based on the same engine. So 
Um, I, 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 when I think of you know zombie survival games, I, I find you know in my head I, I wouldn't imagine there'd be much parallel between you know uh, a military you know tactical you know very nitty gritty game, but uh, it seems to work well. Are you know are there any things that you wish you had that would make your life a lot you know any easier in creating the mod? Yeah, well, I guess with. Uh, the armor engine as it currently stands, there's not a huge emphasis on inventory and things like that. So that's something that's very useful. Um, it's and, and it would make a big difference with it as well. So you talk about inventory, and I think one of the big things about Arma is, or not about Arma, about DayZ, is when you spawn, you have... Nothing. I mean, I, I feel like huh. you know, there's obviously been changes yeah. made. Like, you used to spawn with a gun, and now, you know, when you spawn, I, I think you get, what, painkillers, a bandage, and a flashlight, and that's it. You know, what, was there a lot of, you know, fear on your part when you make a decision like that? Like, you know, that's, that's a really core decision to make people who used to spawn with a gun now spawn with no gun. You know, how much, how much worrying goes into that? Yeah, well, I guess that's a, it's a very good point that you've raised. Like, um... I think there is a, a pretty big danger whenever those those changes happen, and, and even even small changes like changing the audibility of a weapon or, or something like that can have very very big effects in in the game itself. So with uh, decisions like removing the uh, you know removing the weapon and things like that, those were pretty difficult decisions to make, uh, particularly when the player numbers got up there. But but they were an important part of the experiment, and you know the vast majority of, of players out there, they want to see these kinds of experiments and changes too, to see what works and what doesn't. And I guess really it's just a matter of making the change and then just seeing what happens and, and that's the advantage I guess of being a mod uh, rather than a game is that you, you can make those decisions because you don't have to worry whether or not someone's going to buy your product. Right, that's a good point. Hey Rocket, I have to ask, your accent, I thought Bohemia's located where? Uh, just located in the Czech Republic. In the Czech Republic, but you obviously don't have a Czech accent. Are you Are you from New Zealand? That's correct. I am from New Zealand. Gus, how do you well, like my ability you to spot New Zealand? That's quite amazing. I, I, I was I was going to commend you. That's a that that indicates you spent a, a bit too much time in <laughs> Australia and New Zealand <laughs> to be able to tell the difference between the two accents. Mm-hmm. So that's really interesting. So, Rocket, where are you located? If I can ask. Uh, at the moment, I'm located in Prague, in oh, the okay. Czech Republic. And so did you uh, immigrate from uh, New Zealand to Prague? Yeah, that's right. So I was working for the army at the time in New Zealand, and then I headed over to the Czech Republic on a contract to work, uh, to do some contract work on Armour 3, uh, which was one of the, I guess, one of the reasons I, that I did work quite heavily on the DAISY mod during sort of January, February and that, because I didn't speak the language. I was in a small uh, town in the Czech Republic, so... I had a lot of free time, um, you know, so at nights and that. And it was also a good chance for me to become familiar with the engine while I was working on Armour 3. So I guess it was sort of a, a meeting of a bunch of, of, you know, different little things that really meant that I focused quite heavily on, on it while I was there. And hey, what's your background with why a zombie survival game? Like, why did you choose to make that mod? Well, I've always been pretty interested in, in zombies and infections and things like that. And, uh, you know, my brother is a virologist, so we'd, we'd had lots of discussions, you know, after watching, you know, zombie movies and things like that. Oh, no kidding. And, 
That's impressive, yeah. yeah. And I think I think kind of everyone has. And you were talking about Minecraft. It was the same thing for me when I first picked up Minecraft. That was the thing that, uh, for me, I really enjoyed was that, wow, I'm in this hostile world. I'm going to have to survive. And, you know, for better or for worse, you know, Minecraft went in the, the really awesome direction of creativity. So, you know, you build stuff and, and all that. And it went very heavy in that direction. But But I really wanted to see more of that survival type stuff and particularly really brutal uh non-stylized world um survival so so then i thought okay well i'll 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 see how it goes it was also a good chance to do some performance testing on the armor engine as well because it tends to be you know smaller group play that it usually had um previously yeah and then i mean one of the crazy things we really enjoy about it too is it's a zombie survival game but just the introduction of other survivors, which are the other human players, and the way the dynamic of the environment, it just turns the survivors into as big an obstacle as the zombies. Was, was that something you hoped for, or just kind of a, something that came about that was a little unexpected? There was definitely hope for it. I mean, that, that freedom to play as who you are was really important, because that was another frustrating thing I found was when... It's kind of like in movies when, you know, in horror films when the uh, characters do something and you're like, why did they do that? I was seeing a lot of that happening with, uh, with people when I was playing games. So I would find that my, my character is being forced to do something that didn't make sense to me. You know, and I, di- I really didn't want that to, to exist in Daisy. So if you decide that the first thing you're going to do is go straight to Cherno and, you know, you've got no weapon, you've just got a torch, then that's fine. The game lets you do that, even if that is a really silly move. And <laughs> that adds kind of a gravity to the decisions you make. And to me, that felt like an important part of a zombie survival game was, you know, the most important decisions are going to be the decisions you make. And the most important decisions are probably the ones you make in the first five minutes. So that adds a whole level of tension to the thinking that you have to make in the game. You know, know, it's funny you talk about other survival movies. When I would watch these movies, before playing Daisy, when I would watch these movies, I would never understand why some survivors would go rogue in movies. Like, well, why wouldn't they just all work together? It seems so counterintuitive. But after playing a healthy amount of Daisy, I realized survivors are just problems. Like, it's just, it's weird. Now when I encounter anyone in the world, it's like, how am I going to get out of this problem? This person's going to invariably kill me. I need to take care of this right away. Are you saying yeah, the- I, that's a good point. I, I do think there is something that's sort of missing from Daisy, and that's what happens after you survive. So you've survived those first few days, but then there's not really a lot to do. And, and I think the only real challenging thing, as you say, is to uh, kill other players. Because the zombies aren't a huge threat. And, and look, no matter how much time we spend on uh, AI routines and making the zombies more challenging, I, I don't think they're ever going to really compete uh, with, with other players who, you know, like you say, they develop their own... Uh, their own decisions, there's deceit, there's, uh, you know, they learn, they don't learn, they do stupid things. So I think humans are always going to have that unpredictable nature in DayZ. But we need to provide the something else. And I think once the something else is there, I think that will again be sort of a watershed change for DayZ to give it more of a future rather than just being this traumatic sort of uh, modelling the first few days of survival. I think what you all do on the Daisy website right now is fantastic, where you post the average lifetime of, of a survivor. Uh, and the last time I looked, I believe it was sitting at about 38 minutes, 
which is uh, pretty healthy if you if the, the first few times you play. Oh my god! I think the first time I played, I don't think I made it five minutes. Um, so you're talking about, you know, trying to have something else beyond the zombies and beyond the survivors. Are you picturing, you know, down the road as you put more work into it, like a proper, I don't want to say an end game, but maybe a story you, you're, you're thinking about implementing into the game? Well, I think there's no problem with calling it end game. I've used that term myself. While it's not strictly true, people understand what it means. So there really needs to be the what are you going to do now that you've you've survived so that first aspect of daisy landing on the beach you know that's all about those initial crucial decisions you make and then it sort of evolves through that's the idea of the gameplay so it'll evolve through to what do you what do you want to do next in your game world so we need to provide the ability for players to do a bunch of different things to support the different game styles. And one of those is going to obviously be, you know, developing uh, a group, uh, developing, you know, what that, where that group wants to live. And one thing that I've talked about quite a bit is, is moving into underground structures, which I think, uh, you know, like EVE Online has its capital ships. I think uh, underground structures could be the capital, capital ships of the DayZ universe. And that, that would allow... Yeah, the more in-game stuff, and it would give people a reason to group together because if they want to develop this properly, then they're probably going to need to team up. So um, basically like a super fortified player housing or in defensible positions. Yeah, exactly right, and and I think uh, we can really push that in all sorts of directions. We really want to stay away from a story as such. I think having... A narrative, so a background to the world. I think that's really important, and I think that can be expanded a lot. So, allow the players not only to explore the terrain, but also to explore what happened. Uh, but I think the what happens after the game starts that should be player controlled. So, we'll you know provide the ability for the uh, players to in- interact with their world and find out about it, but I think uh, it really needs to be completely left up to the players to, uh, to to alter the world going forward. Now, I think that's where the real fun will come. It's, it's you know you start to see it. You see people doing all these really exciting, cool things that you know. I guess people term emergent gameplay, but I'm, I'm not even really entirely sure that sort of fits with it. But and and I think that we just need to provide more tools for people to do that. Yeah. You know, another thing, too, is that just the nature of the game, you know, if, if you just take a zombie apocalypse, the, the the way it would start, it's like, you know, it'd be a series of events, and then but one day, I, did you ever read the book World War Z at all? Yeah, I have. Yep. Like, there's that point, there's that point which, I, you know, I buy into, which there's almost like a critical mass that happens where you, they hear about incidents, but then all of a sudden it just takes over. And you realize, like, this is this is the way things are. So in DayZ, the mod, it's kind of like that, where you drop in on the beach, and you're in this world, and it's just go. There's really no tutorials. It's like you do have to figure everything out. You have to figure out that zombies can hear you from a distance. You have to figure out how to manage inventory. It, you have to do all that. But I'm assuming, as part of the development of a mod, are you going to build in tutorials for people to use? I think that... You've, you've hit the nail on what I see as a very important part of it, and that's – I like to think of it as, as trying to make it as intuitive as possible. Now, it's certainly not – there's a lot of it that's not intuitive at the moment, but having things like the hunger and the thirst, there's a lot of complex mechanics that go into the calculation of them, Com- complex uh, you know, formulas and, and, and the way it works. But 
I think it's really important that we don't say this is how it works or with audibility, like if you get within 50 metres, then someone will hear you. And that's adding a lot of subtleties to things so that the player has to rely on their own knowledge inside their head. So that's when you start thinking, okay, well, how... In fact, it's even subconscious, you know, how how would zombies react? And obviously they don't necessarily react as good as we'd want right at the moment. But there's there's a large part of that, I think, in how a player approaches it. And because the the tutorial, I guess, is almost going on inside the player's head, so they're querying themselves. I think it really personalises the experience. So we want to expand on that more, make as little use of UI as possible and make a lot more use of sight and sound in-game so that it becomes a more personal experience. And if we've designed something that's not working, then we need to go back and just keep working on that until it's intuitive. That's an interesting thing, what you said about you know, not telling someone explicitly that they can be heard 50 meters away because it's almost like learning in real life. You know, when you're a child, you're like, you're, you're making noise and you don't know at what range it is someone can hear you anymore. Right. Uh, which which brings up another interesting thing that I love about Daisy is the fact that there's no longer any global chat, which really adds to, I feel like, the immersion aspect. You know, and again, it goes back to what I talked about. Like, you spawn with no gun. You can't communicate with people that aren't immediately next to you. Right. So it really... You know, when you start, you really have that sense of isolation and, you know, the unknown. So, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I could, I could sit on the fence about your tutorial idea as to whether or not that's a, that's something that, that would be helpful. No, I was kind of, just kind of curious because it goes back to the philosophy of, you know, the overall experience but then the playability as well. It's right. like you don't want to alienate players, you know, who jump in. You want, you want them to have that first, like, couple moments of fun early on so it kind of hooks them in. But I get to it's like this experience is what it is, and and this is the kind of game where it's you know it comes in it's 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 essentially a super advanced simulator, mm-hmm. uh, and it's got permanent death essentially. I mean, you lose your stuff. Your stuff is your character in a lot of ways because you don't level up yes. your character or anything like that. And so it's like you're asking for a big commitment from the players from the get go. And when they get in, they should realize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm currently in a state with my character where I'm scared to log in. Because I, I, I've accumulated so much good stuff. Anytime I think about logging in, I'm like, okay, is it daylight? Yeah. Is it probably going to be, are there gonna, is there going to be anyone friendly in the area? I don't know. So I mean, I'm, I'm really on the fence right now. I'm really, I'm really in a weird position with a game which I've never experienced before. Yeah, it's like it's one of those things. Like well, one of the best examples I can use is I went out and got. I thought I, I couldn't manage the inventory system when I first started, and that's basically from the Arma engine that it, it inherits this inventory system from there. But yes. I went online and got the key maps of like what do the controls do? And I remember there's a map button, and I hit the map button, and it's just black. It's just nothing. There's no explanation of you don't have a map or yeah. anything. It's just it's black. It's you don't, you got nothing. That's one of the things I have right now that's keeping me from logging in is I have a map, and I'm so scared to lose the thing. Do you have a map and a GPS, or just a map. I have a map. No, I do not have a GPS. I have a watch though, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, I mean it's one of those things like little, little moments in the game that are great. Like you, have, you constantly have these little moments of discovery. And then you also have things like you're like running between towns, and then somebody blows by you in a car or on a bike or something like that. And you're like, "What just happened?" It's like where I, it's like you realize somebody else is playing a totally different game than you are. <laughs> it's like I'm just trying to get to this house, you know, and figure out which house I can get into while avoiding the zombies. And somebody else is like, 
living a living a good life. It looks like <laughs> eating caviar. <laughs> so, um, what you know? What did you guys do to get the word out about Day Z? You know, I'm, I'm curious to know what the what the origin or what we you know what Patient Zero for the mod was because it seems like it's so huge now. You all have, I think, five hundred thousand people playing at the moment. Well, they're up to five hundred thousand sales of Arma Two. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, okay. and the, like if you read the reports, they're saying it's you know obviously day, the popularity of Day Z as it's growing is now driving sales of Arma Two. But yeah, Rocket, I'd be curious to hear about. You know the path of, of you know the growth of this thing as well. Yeah, I, I just looked up um, now because I have access to the live stats. So it last refreshed twenty minutes ago, and uh, we got six hundred and fifty-seven thousand uh, players, uh, unique players at the moment. Wow! Congratulations. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I guess the. The way it started was initially there was just one server, and that was the development server run out of New Zealand, curious enough, one I rent, rent there. And um, we had the mod up on that, and basically I'd sit down with uh, Matt and the guys, and I'd do the development. Then I'd get them in to join, and I'd say, what do you think of this? And it would actually be kind of live development. So literally we'd try something out, and then I would ask their opinions, and uh, we'd talk about it. We'd maybe even argue about it, and then I would re-upload the mod, and we'd just start the mission again. So that, that would sort of go on quite, a, for, you know, for, for five or so hours a night, and then we, you know, I'd go away, develop a bit more, and we'd start again the next day. And what happened was we, we saw a lot of people who were trying to join the server, particularly if we accidentally forgot to put a password on it. So I thought we needed some more testers for capacity testing. So I added the download links. It was on Mediafire at the time. I added the download links to the server name. And suddenly people started joining. And it was just a few for a start. But then they would join, and then they would tell their friends about it. So they would go on Face Punch, NeoGAF, 4chan was quite big as well, and Reddit too, very early on. And uh, people started talking about it, and, and they posted their stories. And that's re- it really just exploded from there. So it was never actually really announced. Uh, belatedly, a few weeks afterwards, I made a forum post in the Bohemia forums. Um, and uh, But, yeah, it was basically uh, just through adding the download links to the server name, one server name. And then it just uh, it just sort of grew crazy from there. So it was, it, it was, you would say it was a viral zombie outbreak? You did. Tell you don't have to listen to him. <laughs> Please don't. So, but I'm kind of curious, what is that time frame? So what is what, what would you say was the moment when first people first started joining uh, spontaneously to then, like, it just to where we are today? How long ago was that? Uh, it was April the – it was April 13th, I think. Um, yeah, so three months. So it was April the 13th. I remember this because it was Friday the 14th a few days ago. And, uh, um, fr- sorry, Friday the 13th a few days ago. And it was April the 13th, which was also a Friday the 13th, was the, um, was the day we first started publicly opening the server. Wow. That's crazy. Think how far it's come. Yeah. And so the version now is 1.715, I think. Yeah. So there's been a lot of iterations between now and then. Yeah, uh, there has been a lot of, um, and, and I mean, I guess quite early on, uh, that was a big part of the development, was very rapid iteration. It became quite untenable very quickly because it got very frustrating for users when we were iterating sometimes, several times a day. Uh, and uh, yeah, like uh, uh, Matt just flashed his fingers up to me before. It was ten, one time we did 10 iterations in a day, although that was made <laughs> wow. Uh, but so that was kind of stressful, and, and I guess that was the one 
I wouldn't necessarily say negative, but one of the aspects of uh, the explosion in popularity was we had to slow that development down uh, quite significantly. Yeah, we, um, you know, here at Rooster Teeth, we, we, we rent four servers that we run to play DayZ on, and there are people, you know, it's con- they're constantly full, and anytime you know, we have to roll a patch out or an update, we, we definitely hear from them, like, oh, God, you're taking the servers down. It's like, no, no, yeah. no, it's going to be good. Y'all are going to enjoy this. Yeah, yeah. That, doing the updates is, is difficult because they usually do cause a lot of problems. And, uh, you know, it's easy uh, in hindsight to see what those problems are. But one of the main issues we have is that a lot of these issues don't appear until you have a full server and that server is uh, connecting to the central server under load. So we're able to pick up most of the issues, uh, you know, the, the little, the simple silly stuff, not necessarily all of them, but a lot of the issues that we end up experiencing are ones that happen under significant load. So th- that can be quite difficult to test for, and I guess that's, you know, when people start posting, this is an alpha on the forums and that, which I'm sure some people get tired of hearing, but yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting you use the word alpha because it's a mod. So is there a plan for release? I don't know if you can talk about that now. Is there a plan to even potentially bust it out as its own title or anything like that? Yeah, well, look, I've made no secret since very early on that that I felt that it should be a standalone standalone game. And I guess the awesome thing is that people have gone out and they've they've driven sales of Armour 2 to ridiculous heights. And that sent a really strong message, not just to Bohemia, but, well, to, you know, any game developer out there that, that we want to see more of these kinds of games. So that's awesome. And and from my perspective, I think it's definitely going to give the opportunity for Daisy to become a standalone game. Uh, there's no uh, announcement. There's no... Uh, um, I guess, uh, you know, pro- project and, and sign-off that's happened. So once that is, then, you know, obviously we'll let everyone know. But but I think that it's a it's a certainty that that will happen at some stage very soon. Well, that's great. I mean, I, I really hope that happens because, I mean, if you look at just another really popular uh, infected or zombie game type or franchise, it's Left for Dead. And it started as, I believe, a Counter-Strike mod internally. Right. Well, it was, yeah, by Turtle Rock. Right. And uh, it was a game they played internally, and they just really enjoyed it. And then that evolved in, into Left 4 Dead, which is one of my favorite franchises of all time. Mm-hmm. And you yeah, know, look, yeah, you're you're exactly right. I mean, and I I love uh, Left 4 Dead. I played a lot when I was in Singapore for a year, and um, and yeah, I just played it all the time. Rocket's pretty well traveled. Okay, yeah, I feel intimidated. <laughs> <laughs> lives in Singapore, lives in Prague, but uh, yeah, it's. it's uh, I mean, I, with, with all due respect, I mean, it's like obviously um, Daisy gets a lot of things from being based in the Armor Two engine. But one of the comments we had made early on is that you know Gus and I both went out and bought Armor Two, and we bought the DLC that's necessary to run Daisy. What is the DLC pack that we had by Broken you know, um, Operation Arrowhead? Operation Arrowhead. Thank you. Yeah. And. Um, and uh, we both bought that, and I don't think I've played yet a match of Armor 2. I was thinking about that when I was driving in today when we were getting ready to do this podcast, because I thought, you know, last night I was looking for a game to play because I couldn't play DayZ because it was night. <laughs> and uh, I thought, I, I, I've never fired up Armor 2 yet. Yeah, it's interesting. So we'll have to, you and I should get in and play some Armor 2. Now, I've played Operation Flashpoint, and I have played that previously. Yes, I have. Uh, but I, ha- I hadn't played Armor 2. So, I mean, we're two people who definitely went out and bought Armor 2 based on the fact that this DayZ mod existed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and look, I mean, I think, uh, you know, Armour 2 is obviously a fantastic game. I've devoted a significant portion of my life to developing mods for Flashpoint. Uh, it's not for everybody, and, uh, you know, it needs to be approached in a certain way. I think it really comes into its own when it's played in a group 
a serious group environment. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the group uh, Shack Tech, um, which they were actually quite supportive early on in Daisy's life uh, with C.H. Kilroy's videos that he posted, which have become almost like a... Uh, I think they're up to some ridiculous YouTube uh, count uh, early on. So a lot of people f- found out about Daisy by that. And so I think uh, with Armour too, you know, it really supports that structured group play very well and that's that's i think where the majority of the gameplay comes from with it and i think if there's one real point of difference with between daisy and maybe armor 2 and, and other mods out there is that it i think it provides a very good robust mechanism for random people to play against each other not necessarily cooperatively um, and not also necessarily in a pvp way so it, it, it you know, through that unstructured nature i think it just manages to bring people together and it sort of created the perfect storm with regard to armor features well we're, i mean i can tell you that we're, we're super excited about it super excited about the future of the mod and the idea that it could become a standalone game is just it's great yeah i'd love to have a you know in, you know in the future i'd love to have a standalone installer and you know like you said some end game and uh, like all of these features, I can't wait. It's super exciting to think about all of these things getting patched in. You know, mod undo itself can be a barrier for people, new players, to get in. Well, it's interesting you say that because I was thinking, I've been thinking about Daisy. You know, the fact that it's a mod and the fact that the game can be so unforgiving to new players. It seems like it's really a gamer's game. Like it, it's not the kind of game that would maybe necessarily have mass appeal. It's you know definitely people who. Are, are really well versed in games, and people who are looking for that new experience. You know, mm-hmm. wh- wh- what other FPS do you spawn, and you don't have a gun? You know, right? It's, well, it's yes. really, really interesting. Yeah, and look, I think, um, I think that you know, like I said before, like, it's an absolute certainty that it will make it into a standalone um, incantation. And, and I mean, even if we did nothing with DayZ, I'm I'm 100 positive as well that another studio would eventually pick up the concept. But I think actually very rapidly, Daisy as a mod could be taken on the um, engine and built into something standalone. Um, there's no reason why that couldn't happen. But I think it's also very important that Daisy continues as its experiment uh, to the point it needs to, so that we get a really good game design out of it. Because if we, you know, if we can't, if we finished up quite early and said, okay, we're finished with the mod, we'd miss out on that experimentation time where we can figure out, well, what, what works, what doesn't work, particularly around the player interactions, which are things that you can't just sit down and do a design analysis on. You really need to throw half a million people at it and say, well, what sticks and what doesn't? Um, yeah. Can I ask you, do you feel uh, a little bit of a race at this point, now that you've proven the, the model where it's a, you can have an apocalypse simulator... Do you feel a race against, you know, other people that you may be inspiring at this point? Um, I don't think so, so much. I think that the advantage of uh, the position that Daisy's at now is that if it goes forward in the direction kind of that it is and it's been heading in now, I think that it'll be a, a very rapid thing. There's no reason why we couldn't see something significant by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I think, because uh, I've sat down and done this analysis myself, I think if, if, if you were going to go and, and take, uh, say, start again from scratch, you're talking at least two years to do something serious. And right. So that's, a, that's a, a big time. And I think it's also good for if we could maybe even carve off a little... Uh, niche or maybe not so niche genre for survival games Uh, and uh, so you know I think a little bit of competition there can only be a good thing 
Right, that's a good point, yeah. And there's lots of different variations, too. Like, Epic just announced Fortnite, which seems like kind of a cuter... I don't know how to use that word, but, you know, it's like... It's kind of, like, more... It leans towards mine... More, like, Minecraft mm-hmm. than, like, more towards the Arma 2, like, hyper-realism, yeah. uh, you know, things. So yeah, it's like, yeah. So, I, I think that... Personally, I think that casual gaming, and I don't mean that in a bad way, I mean, like, you know, um, iPhone apps and, 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 and little games, and even... Minecraft to an extent um, has had a really, you know, good focus. Has had a really good run over the last uh, few years, and I think serious gaming, you know, uh, like sort of armor. I think I think it's due for a little bit of attention. No, that's why you say about gamers games. You know, I think there's a little bit of a gap there, and I think that if Daisy proves anything, it's that. It, I, it's not necessarily about the zombies. They're a easy mechanism for people to understand, and people can relate to it, and it's it's topical, and it's interesting, and it reflects common fears. So I think that, that works with it. But I don't think it's necessarily just, oh, zombies are popular, so Daisy's popular. I think it's uh, it's about survival, and it's about people being able to be part of not just the development but the design and I think that's going to be the key defining aspect of Daisy going forward is that the world is left to the players to develop. What what we've got to do in terms of the development team is actually provide the tools and the mechanisms for players to be able to do that. And I think that's where we'll really stand out against uh, other um, people trying to do that. Yeah, I think that, that all sounds awesome. Well, I want to thank you guys for taking the time to to talk to us. I know you know y'all are all over the world, so I don't want to keep y'all too much longer. Uh, but yeah, if for people who haven't tried it, you should definitely check it out. Go to daisymod.com. Mm-hmm. and if you can purchase the game, you can purchase Arma Two and uh, the mod you need there on Steam, uh, and uh, download the mod, try it out. So thanks, guys. We really appreciate you joining us. Awesome. Thanks very much. Nice to meet you, Rocket. See ya. Bye. Now.